to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Isn't he awesome, Jesus, huh? He's awesome. Happy New Year, Park District, huh? Can we stand up, all of us? I mean, I'm surrounded by giants here today. I try not to feel intimidated. You know, this is something, huh? We've got the superintendent of Assembly of God, Africa, on the first row. Plus, mom and dad here, Ron and Sandy. And, and then Stefan, I mean, come on, I'm shivering a little bit. So, uh, I don't know how this will go. But thank you so much, Justin, for arranging this. And of course, we came for you and for Park District. That's why we flew in to Orlando, Florida. Come on, somebody. That's why we are here. So turn to your neighbor and, uh, you know, grab them around their shoulders and tell them, Happy New Year. So good to see you. Huh? You can tell your neighbor you lost weight since I saw you the last time. You're looking awesome. Just lie a little bit to one another. I'm going to stick to the truth. All right. Please be seated. So, as you've seen on the screen, I'm a missionary in Africa, and I got my African dad with me here today. And uh, I, I brought a, a message to you uh, on this first, uh, uh, should we say, Sunday of 2020 that I call Elephant Faith. What do you say about that? Can I preach a real African message to you here today? Huh? Elephant Faith. So, uh, we are going to go to Romans together. Uh, yesterday we were here celebrating the awesome life of evangelist Reinhard Bonke. What a legacy. And, um, you know, when you are just around his legacy, you feel, oh, I want to preach the gospel. And today I feel like oh, when I'm opening up the New Testament and going to Romans with you, I feel like bursting, exploding with joy to preach the gospel to you. Isn't that how it should be, huh? Oh, look at this, Scott and Jackie are here, two of my favorites. Come on, just wave with me. Yeah, come on. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, it's, uh, I mean, this is an awesome Sunday. Where is this? And then all of you fantastic people, huh? Are you ready? Romans chapter 3 from verse 25. We're going to start out with, with elephant faith here. And we're reading together uh, from Paul's teaching to the Romans. And I start in verse 25 and read to 28. God presented him, Jesus, as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. Thank you for the blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. And he did this to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. He justifies those who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting, Paul says, it's excluded. On what principle? On that of observing the law? No, but on that of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. Amen. Is this an amazing scripture? And my first point today when we talk about elephant faith is you are always more than good enough. When you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, I don't know how many of you that grew up in faith or grew up in church. I did not. I didn't have that privilege. 
But when I heard the gospel about the finished work of Jesus Christ, you know, John's gospel chapter 19 verse 30 says that Jesus cried out on the cross, it is finished. We can't add anything to that. We can't take anything from that. He has done it, right? And uh, we also know that when we believe in Jesus Christ, we are being justified, not because of works or efforts, but because of our faith in the grace of Jesus. We are being justified and declared righteous. Isn't that amazing? That's a gift of grace that comes to us through faith. That's the gospel. And uh, today, I can't help it, but today I'm going to take a lot of uh, parables and pictures from Reinhard Bonke. I want to honor him. How many of you heard about the circus elephant that Bonke tells about all the time that had a chain around his leg as a baby and learned that it doesn't matter how much he jerked and, and, and tried to get out of that chain, he would just hurt himself? So then later on when the baby elephant became a big elephant, they, 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 they don't need a chain anymore. They just needed a cotton thread around the leg. And the, once the elephant just felt a little resistant, it knew I can't move because it had those previous uh, experiences, right? And I remember when I came to faith in Jesus Christ, there had been so many things that had been said to me growing up, this is impossible. You can't do this. This is not possible, you know. So many impossibilities. But with Jesus Christ, everything is possible. Is there someone in here that is excited about Jesus? With Jesus Christ, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. And with Jesus, we receive elephant faith. Because the matter, the truth of this matter was that this elephant could have ripped off that thread any minute, right? Got out of that thread any minute. It was humongous. It was big. It had muscles, right? Uh, but it believed that it was limited, and uh, many of us believe we are limited, but then our faith in Jesus Christ gives us elephant muscles. Are you hearing me? Elephant, gigantic, uh, big muscles. And you see, we are, we are so much better with Jesus, with Jesus than without Jesus. How many of you know that? We have been declared righteous. Let me, let me, let me say this to you. It's very radical. You can't be more righteous than you already are. If you believed in Jesus Christ, you've been declared righteous. But shouldn't we work on our salvation? And our, Yeah, that's right. That's biblical. We should work it out in holy fear. But I'm telling you this. That has to do not with the fact of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. So you cannot mix that, okay? That salvation is finished. Hallelujah. And when you believe in him, you are not becoming big as an elephant, you know, uh, receiving all that because of your holy living or your holy actions. You are being declared righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? So today I want to lift up the blood of Jesus. I want to lift up the faith in Jesus and tell you that you can break out of every limitation with Jesus Christ. Elephant faith, rip off the threads, you know, and get out. I wrote down here, the eagle is coming out of, uh, you know, of the chicken yard. The lion is coming out of the cage, huh? Uh, I, I thought about my dog, Tyson, that I bought a couple of years back. A German shepherd that attacked everything in its path. How many of you love a dog like that? I love the dog like that. I was pastoring in Stockholm at that time, and people were visiting my home all the time. But three weeks after I bought the dog, we had no visitors anymore. 
You know what I'm saying? It was peaceful and wonderful to be at home. That's why I stopped pastoring and started traveling as an evangelist because, you know, a pastor should actually love the visitors, but I love that my dog scared off the visitors. So you should be happy you have a pastor that loves you so much, you know. But anyhow, Tyson, his neck just grew bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. How many of you have seen a dog like that? When I bought him, I, I thought, this is a cute little puppy. But I could see his, his paws were kind of very big. They looked like bear paws. And I just knew something is going to happen to this dog, you know. And it happened. So every time we were out walking that dog, it just ripped up the collar. Its neck just kept on growing. And I want to say this to all of you today because you're wondering, why are you talking about this? Because with, with faith in the Bible and faith in Jesus, your neck will keep on growing, my friend. And you will rip off every collar and everything that is being trying to tie you down. Are you hearing me? You're coming out because of elephant faith. And I like to declare this in this new year, 2020, huh? You have elephant faith. You have big faith with Jesus Christ. Everything is possible. I'm getting so excited here. I'm coming out of my shoes. Huh? Ay, ay, ay. All right. I, I need to, come on, Johannes. Come on, Johannes. <clears throat> Remember, you are in America. Uh, but uh, I've, been, I've been trained in Africa, Barnabas. So uh, I, I'm, I'm in Africa right here and now. Are you ready? How many of you know there is no African gospel, no American gospel, no European gospel? How many of you know there is just one gospel? One gospel of Jesus Christ that rips every limitation to pieces. Amen? So number one here today is with, with God, you are always more than good enough. Okay, let's go to Romans chapter 5 and read, and read together verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Do you have peace with God? Through our Lord Jesus Christ, you've gained that peace because you've been justified. Verse 2 says, through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace in which we now stand. Are you standing in grace? Keep standing in grace. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Isn't this wonderful? Justified through faith. Peace in God through, Lord, through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have gained access by faith into grace. Isn't this amazing? Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 and 2 tells us, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life sets me free from the law of sin and death. Isn't this amazing? So with Jesus, you are always more than good enough. I know many of us have heard bad religion. We've been fed bad religion. And with bad religion, you always feel a bad conscience. I'm not good enough. doesn't matter how much I pray, how much I fast, how much I evangelize. I'm, I'm never really good enough. You got to get out, uh, you, you, you know, you got to wash that bad religion out of your system. Are you hearing me? With the Word of God, with, with some good, solid grace and faith teaching, you got to wash that bad religion out of you. You are good enough. God loves you. In Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. 
You, you, you know, you can't be more holy than what he has declared you to be. Hallelujah. And you've got to walk out that holiness with fear and trembling. Amen. So I, I really want to preach this to you today. I want to say to you, every one of you, whoever you are, you are more than good enough. If you're sitting here feeling like you're inferior or, you know, you, you feel like, like I can't live up to the standard. Listen, there, Jesus lived up to the standard. Jesus did it on the cross, and Jesus declares you righteous. You are more than good enough. When you accept Jesus Christ in salvation, and you ask for forgiveness of your sins, and you receive his gift of righteousness, you are more than good enough. Amen? Number two today is you are always in majority. Okay, we have this other story that Reinhard Bonnke always told about riding the elephant. How many of you heard the story? There was an ant and an elephant that were best of friends. And uh, this ant was sitting on, on, on one of the ears of the elephant. Have you heard the story? It's a very common African story. And they were best of friends. And once the elephant was crossing a bridge, one of those hanging bridges, and the bridge almost fell apart under the heavy weight of the elephant. And it, it, it shaked and squeaked and, you know, uh, and, and when they came over on the other side, the ant was whispering to the elephant, Man, did we shake that bridge. Wow. It's cocky. You know, it's easy to be cocky when you are riding an elephant. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Wow, did we shake that bridge, the ant said. Well, we all know the truth. God is the elephant and you are the ant. And you're riding God. So when I come to a city in Tanzania or in Kenya or somewhere in Africa where I preach, sometimes the whole city is being stirred. But I'm very well aware that when I say to God, God, did we shake that city? He's looking at me smiling like the elephant to the ant. How many of you know what I'm saying? Because I just came with a big gospel. With an amazing Jesus. With a big faith that had nothing to do with me really that had to do with him, isn't it? I am riding the elephant. And you can ride the elephant, which is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. And with him you can cross bridges and you can shake cities and everything is possible. And nations can be transformed. Didn't Reinhard Bonke demonstrate that to us? A very simple, down-to-earth man who preached a big gospel, a big Jesus Christ. If you don't know who Reinhard is, you should check him out. It, it's worth Google search Reinhard Bonke. All right, anyhow, riding the elephant. You are always in majority when you have elephant faith. Always in majority. I always tell the story about when once I was standing outside this hotel, I was going to preach for a mega church. Uh, you, have you been to these suit and tie churches? That was a, a school for me, you know. I didn't grow up in church. So I, I was going to one of those suit and tie churches. And they have told me specifically in the, in the invitation that I needed to be in suit and tie. It was a big church. I was nervous. So I dressed up and I was almost choking. Can you see me standing outside the hotel? And then all of a sudden, I got so hungry for kebab. Once a street boy, always a street boy, I think. So I, I went and I bought a kebab. And it was a greasy thing. So I put the tie over my shoulder, tried to hold it out here. Can you see me? 
eating the kebab. And when I was just finishing eating my kebab and was licking my fingers like a real noble man, there were some boys standing there, uh, you know, not so far from me. They were 15, 16. They were pointing at me and they were talking about me. I could see that clearly. And, and then one of them stepped out of the group. They were five or six. He stepped out of the group and he said, excuse me. Um, this might sound very silly, but are you a millionaire? And I answered, yeah. Kept on licking my face. And he turns around, wow, I knew it, I knew it. Can you see his watch, his shoes, his suit? He's a millionaire. I said, actually, got to tell the truth, I am a billionaire. And, and now they all came around. Can you see them? And one of these guys says, we've never met a billionaire. Can we kind of interview you? I said, of course you can. I have a little time before my ride comes, so fire, fire loose. And they started interviewing me. So what does a billionaire do? It was awesome. <laughs> I said, I got uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I've not really done anything for what I owe. I mean, I'm the spoiled kid. I inherited the whole thing. <laughs> I mean... Haven't done a thing in my life. I just inherited the whole thing. Daddy is filthy rich. I mean, we're talking daddy is, when they were just, whoo, wow. So what do you do? Well, not much. Live in hotels like this, travel the world, and speak about daddy and his kingdom and, and, and what he does. People are super interested in him. Wow, I bet they are. So what is he owning? Telling you, you heard about America? Yeah, it's his. It's his. I mean, it belongs to him. Heard about Latin America? Latin America all that belongs to him. Big parts of Asia, Africa, his. We have a little problem in the family. We could say Northern Africa, Middle East, uh, that part. Uh, we once had it, but it's kind of slipped out of the family. But we're gaining it back, you know. So it, we're taking it back. And... and um, so I, I, I kept on talking to these boys like this, and they were like so curious. Who is your dad? I said, I, I, I can't tell you. So they like, they just kept on, okay, 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 okay. So, so if you need something new, what do you do then? I, I like a new car. You just ask your dad, pretty much. <laughs> Go into his office, I say, I need a new car, and I need a new watch, and he always get it. Yeah, but sometimes delivery takes long. But um, yeah, yeah, pretty much I, I get what I need. Yeah, and, and they were so jealous at me. Can you see them like, wow, what a life. And I kept on going, and I can't go into all the details. But finally I said, you want to know his name? Yeah, don't tell anyone. Come in, come in close. So I made a circle with them. Can you see we made a circle like this? And I sat down on the ground, and I said, are you guys ready? His name is God, creator of heaven and earth. And he's my big brother, his oldest son, you know. It's Jesus Christ. And they all like, no. <laughs> one, of them, one of them was so disappointed. I said, yes. That means all of you can be sons of a billionaire too. And before they knew it, as a true evangelist, I prayed a salvation prayer with all of them. 
I said, grab my hands, pray after me. Huh? And we prayed together, and they received Jesus Christ. So, what are you talking about? I'm talking about you always being in majority. With God, you are riding an elephant. You have big, big faith in a big God. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 tells us that we have been blessed through Jesus Christ with all the heavenly blessings. You know, have you seen a puppy chase his tail? Ah, isn't that the funniest thing? Huh? A puppy that's chasing its tail, and then it bites into its own tail, and it's getting mad and keeps on chasing that tail and bites into it again and shocked every time. But that's kind of a, that's kind of a Christian, you know, uh, praying in ignorance. Because it has been given to you. Romans chapter 8 tells us that how can this God who gave us Jesus Christ not also give us everything with Him? So He has given us so much. He has blessed us so much. And we try to chase what He has already given us. 2 Corinthians tells us that all these promises that have been made have received its jest in Jesus Christ. And we bring the amen to the equation, isn't it? God promises something, Jesus says yes on the cross, and we say, amen, I cash it. Amen, I believe in it, isn't it? So with God, we are in covenant. We are in covenant with Him through the blood of Jesus Christ, and we are always in majority. You're riding an elephant, my friend. Okay, some of you say, I'm not a Christian. That's bad for you, man. You can be the son of a, of a billionaire. Some say, well, I don't really believe in this. I'm an agnostic. I'm an atheist. That's a boring life, my friend. You need to get out of that quick. Some said to me, how do you believe in miracles? I said, how can I not believe in miracles? What an extremely boring life not to believe that someone else can intervene. And do something for me. I don't want to live that, that boring, scientific way. Are you hearing me? No, no, no. I don't want to live. I don't want, I, I, I don't want to li live, uh, you know, um, how, how, how should I say this? Um, bordered and limited by logic. I have a God that is bigger than logic. I have a God that does the miraculous. I have a God that lifts me to another level in life. I'm not ashamed of my faith. I have elephant faith. I'm not ashamed of this faith. I live an amazing life. My relatives were laughing at me when, when both me and my brother became Jesus freaks and started following Jesus. You know, they were always mocking us, always talking about us. But they are not doing that anymore. Now my, my non-Christian relatives, they don't understand what I'm doing in Africa, Barnabas, but they say he's some kind of a Martin Luther King down there. He has big crowds and he must speak a message of you know, justice or something. And I tried to explain to them, I speak the gospel. And it's not me that is something big. It is the gospel that I have that is big. It's Jesus that is the elephant. Yeah? But this is the thing, and I want to really get that to you. With God, everything changed. I had nothing before. I have everything now. Sometimes we, you know, People got it also twisted and wrong. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They got it also twisted and wrong that, you know, oh, life with God is so limited and, and you know, 
It's, it's, it's really such a, it must be such a boring, narrow life. It's the opposite, my friend. Huh? I had figured out life without God when I was 17, 18. It was the same drill every day. Drinking beers, playing cards, pick a fight, chasing girls. Drinking beers, playing cards, pick a fight, chasing girls. And if it was really top of, you know, really top of the cream, we would go to Italy for vacation. Wow. Get a suntan. I get a suntan every day in Africa. Now, I'm not chasing a suntan. Are you here? I got something else in my life. How many of you get what I'm saying here? You figure out life without God so quick. It's things. It's some few things that are, that are focused and emphasized. But with God, it's unlimited. With God, it is amazing. It never stops. It's a thrilling adventure every day. Hallelujah. I'm approaching 50 and I'm hungry for life like crazy. When I was 17, 18, I can tell you, I was, everything was done that, have that, have the t-shirt. You know, I was older when I was 19 than what I am today. Because with God, there's a thrilling hunger in our lives. We have elephant faith. Come on, somebody. We got something to live for that is greater than ever. Am I, am I preaching okay today? Huh? Is this okay? Is this, is, this, is this a little better than just a little hand clap? Is, this, is, is your God bigger? Is he, is he good? Huh? We have elephant faith. Okay, I, I, I got to keep going. Got to keep going. Romans chapter 8 verse 31 to 35 says like this. Are you with me? What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who? can be against us. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. Huh? Look at this. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So what can you do condemning someone that has elephant faith and is with Jesus Christ? It's over, man. It's over. Yeah, but, yeah, but. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm in Christ Jesus where is boasting? Where are the charges? Paul even says in Romans, you know, he says, this is uh, uh, first, first, first Corinthians in the end, he says, so where's death? Where's your sting? What can you do? Nothing. It's a faith that brings us to a completely different level with everything. Look at this. I just need to finish here. It says here, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Verse 35. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? I could just continue. It's impossible. Listen, for us, life is not just the 70, 80 years down here. Life is bigger than that. If we don't receive everything that we possibly would like to want out of this life, that's not a problem for a believer. Because we don't live for this little blink here. We don't live for this little stuff here. We live for something bigger. We have been eternal, been made eternal beings through faith in Jesus Christ. We live for heaven. We live for something better. We have a purpose. We live for another glory. We have elephant faith. 
So what can shake us? What can accuse us? What can come against us? It all goes to Jesus. Hallelujah. He's our shield. Oh, I love this. My, 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 my third point today is this. You see, you are always too big to hide with elephant faith. What do you mean by that? Well, in Africa, there's this story about all the animals on the savannah playing hide and seek. But it was very hard for the elephant to be part of it. He tried to hide, but he couldn't. How many of you heard the expression, you can run but hide? You can run, but you can't hide. Isn't that what you say? Yeah? You know, that was, that's, that's the thing for the elephant. He ran out, tried to hide, but there was no bush too big enough for him, you know. He was always seen, always spotted, always lost. And I'd say this, listen, sometimes you try to downplay your faith. You know what I'm saying? It's impossible. It's too big. I never forget once when I was really tired and we got stranded in Addis Ababa by Ethiopia. And uh, yeah, the story goes something like this, that we got the hotel vouchers. And some tickets for meals. And we got into this hotel and we were eight, nine people. And they were asking me, so what are you doing? There was, there was some militaries. There was some, some business people. There was some, so what are you doing? I said, I, I work for an organization called SOS. Oh, uh, is that children's villages, uh, social care? Uh, yeah, that's another branch. Uh, yeah. I really didn't want it to say that, you know, I cast out demons and heal the sick as a trade. And I, 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 I preach a fiery, radical Jesus. I mean, it was not, it, it, it felt like I just want to be in the group. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just you know, not sticking out. You've, you've never been there, right? But, 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 but I was there. I, I know, that's not you, but, but me. So, so I said, yeah, yeah, we do all kinds of things. You know, dental clinics and we drill wells at times and... <coughs> And I was thinking, and we cast out demons, heal the sick, and preach the God. But, but, but I didn't say that, you know. And then we went on with the evening. Had all kinds of conversations. And I thought, oh, it's so good just to be one in the group. And uh, conversations were br brought up on different subjects. And, you know, you can't help what you have on your inside, you know. What your heart is full of, the mouth speaks. So I started quoting Paul and uh, James and John and the entire book of the Bible. And I, I said this, I said that, and I, I, I couldn't tell a little story. But, you know, I couldn't help but tell a little story about this and this. And all of a sudden, one woman from Ghana, a businesswoman from Ghana, she pulled down her glasses like this, like a school teacher. And she looked over the table and she said, okay. You could come clean now, man of God. <laughs> and I just felt, man, I'm exposed. The <laughs> God in my life is too big to downplay. What I have in my heart cannot be hidden. It comes out. Listen, sometimes you try to downplay it, but I'm telling you, you have elephant faith. You can't play hide-and-seek, and you shouldn't be a hiding Christian. You should be an elephant Christian with elephant because no matter how you try to hide, it's going to come out. And they just said, okay, so who are you, man of God? And then in the end of that evening, I just started telling and showing pictures, and, and, and it was about wheelchairs being emptied and blind being healed, and yeah. And they want me to bury their mothers and marry their kids and, you know, the whole drill again. And I have to counsel them and take care of them. And 
Yeah, I mean, vacation was over. How many of you know what I'm saying? Hey, ah, that's what it is. I wished I had Tyson, you know, for Tyson, my German shepherd. But he was not there, so I had to go into ministry. How many of you know what I'm saying? So what are you talking about? Well, we tried to downplay it. Me and Maria, me and my wife, we've been married 25 years. We try sometimes at a vacation to downplay it. Let's just be normal. Let's just be normal folks. But it always ends up with us baptizing someone in a pool somewhere, you know, healing a sick somewhere on a beach. Because our faith in Jesus Christ is an elephant faith. It's too big to hide. How many of you know what I'm saying? This is encouraging. Some of you say, oh, no, that's not encouraging. I kind of, no, no, I kind of want to be anonymous at my workplace, you know, fly under the radar. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, you are like the elephant playing hide and seek. Good luck to you. You won't work because you've got something in your life that is so big. Our faith is too big to hide, I wrote down. Are you getting it? Too big to hide. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 tells us like this. Let's read. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you have this faith, you overflow. It comes out of you. It's like a fountain on your inside. And when you are filled up, it comes out. If it doesn't come out, you are bursting. It must come out. And that's what it is with the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 16 and verse 20 says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. You can't be anywhere but taking over after a while. Are you hearing me? I'm just telling you what it is. If we would drop you down with a parachute in Siberia, all right? And you tried to, to, to live undercover. Once you've learned the language, I just know after a couple of years, there will be a church where you are because Jesus is the church. Jesus is the head of, of it. He is the gospel. And when you have Jesus and when, when you've been transformed, but you know, sometimes I'm just trying. I tried. I tried to go to my relatives in Austria. I just got to finish with the story. And, my, and, 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 I, and I wanted to be, you know, yeah, just... Hannes, that's my nickname from Austria, Hannes. Hannes, Hanivaka, Hansi. Servus, Perschale, du bist wieder daheim, Hansi. That's me, okay? So I came home and, um, and I really tried to just be Hansi, just be Hannes. And then my cousin just brought out a chair in the middle of the living room. Boom. Tell me who you are. What do you mean? I grew up with you. But what I'm seeing on the internet, that's crazy stuff. <laughs> this is not the guy I grew up with. This is not the guy that crawled up drunk the stairs, that had the girlfriend over in that village and another girlfriend in that. That's not the guy. What I see on the internet is crazy stuff. What is it that you do? I said, it's not really me. It's it's. Well, explain it to us. And there I just sat and talked about the elephant. Talked about the elephant in the room. Are you here? What is the elephant in the room? It's not you, my friend. It's like that 
like, like that foreign minister in Africa that said to me, I really, really like you. We should spend more time together. And I started feeling like, wow, wow, I'm quite something. I must be a very charismatic person. Wow, wow. And he said it again and again and again. And when he, I waved him off, he was going in the car. The Holy Spirit whispered to me, it's not you that he likes. <laughs> just so that you know, just so that you don't get too big-headed. It's not you that he likes. It's me that he likes. Jesus in you is an elephant that cannot hide. Jesus in you is the elephant in the room. Jesus in you takes space. He's big. We can't help but live big lives. I tell my wife all the time, you can't help that you're the most gorgeous girl in the room. I mean, sorry, but that's just the way it is, baby. People are going to stare at you. I can't take my eyes off of you. People are going to stare. Just, just live with it. Are you here? It's the same with you and Jesus. People will stare at you. People will ask you because you got an elephant. You got something in your life that is so amazingly, so big, so humongous, so fantastic. You can't downplay it. You have to live big lives. People with elephant faith have big visions. People with elephant faith, they they, all of a sudden, they are extravagant because they can't help it. They are generous. Are you here? They can't help it. They forgive so easy. They don't hold grudges, isn't it? Oh, they are so generous because you got elephant faith. Jesus is that thing, that element, and that factor in your life. Oh, I preached long enough. Let's stand to our feet here. Oh, my goodness. Can I, can I help but explode with a gospel like this? Uh, let me tell you this, guys, today, that uh, we are entering into a new year with elephant faith. Justin and Jen, I want to say this to you guys. This church will move with elephant faith. The people here will move with elephant faith. Uh, you can't help it. And here, here is, here, here's what I feel on my inside, you see. When it comes to Jesus, we don't got to create anything or hype up anything. He's just too big. Are you here? He's just too big. And he fills this room long before I started to preach. He was in the worship. He was here already in your heart. I'm just speaking about what you already have. And some of you that have not received it, you will receive it today. And your life will be transformed. Okay, let me explain this to you. Without God, oh my goodness, we are living not half lives, I don't know, 10%, not even that, 2% lives. We, we, we have nothing really. But when God enters our life through the faith of Jesus Christ, we live to the full. And when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, He made salvation for you. He made salvation. You hear me? custom-made salvation for you. It fits you. It fits you real well. Are you hearing me? Faith fits you like a custom-made armor. Faith fits you. Faith comes to you, makes everything different for you. And today I know some of you will receive grace, salvation, forgiveness, Holy Spirit because of faith. By faith you are entering into Graceland. By faith, you received the finished work. Are you hearing me?
By faith, the gift is given to you. You declared righteous. But it comes with this little thing. We have to repent. We have to tell God, I can't do it without you. It's impossible for me to do it without you. I need to surrender. I need to believe that there's something that is bigger than me. Are you hearing me? Oh yeah. Something is bigger than me. I can't do this without you. I surrender. I receive what you have done. When I receive what you have done, everything will change for me. So let's lift up our faces towards heaven, all of us. And close our eyes. Even if you don't feel like